Good evening, everyone. Uh, Committee of the whole meeting to uh, continuing on our zoning uh, with uh, uh, with Attorney Brabowski. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Councilor Bears. Present. Councilor Falco. Present. Vice President Knight. Present. Councilor Marks. Present. Councilor Morell. Present. Councilor Scarpelli. Present. President Caraviello. I think at some point. He's, I think he's currently absent. I don't see him on the call yet. No, Councilor Bears is here. Councilor Bears said yes. Yes, he's here. Councilor Scarpelli is not here at the moment. Councilor Scarpelli is on Zoom. Oh, he's okay. He's on Zoom um, and he answered yes. Okay. Is he Zoom user? Yes, he is. Okay. I, I am a Zoom user. All right. <laughs> George. Hey, how are you? How are you doing, George? Okay. All right, uh, Mark. Welcome back. Um, uh, do we do we want to jump right in? Uh, I know Paul's ha Paul's got some questions uh, that he forwarded to you, Paul. If you want to, uh, before we get started, you we, you want to address your your questions and concerns first, Mr. Click, if you can unmute, uh, yep. Oki. Hold on, Paul. How's it? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, hey, everybody. Uh, there was um, actually three memos I sent out. So, um, would you want me to just go through those, uh, Mr. President? Okay. Yes. See if I can bring them up on the screen here. Okay, Mark. Uh, let's see. Okay, the first one is uh, it's it's not about the. Um, short-term rentals or the uh, telecommunications. This is some uh, comments, general comments about the latest version. So if you have that available, Mark, it's, uh, I have a July 10th date on the top. Do you have that? I'm looking at it, Paul. How are you? Good, how you doing, Mark? Good, good. Thank you for taking the time to do this. No problem. I think, you know, as, as I was going through this, I, it seems to me like we're, well, I don't know, Melissa, anybody else has other feelings? I think we're pretty much almost done with this. Uh, I think uh, maybe, I don't know if we can wrap it up tonight, but I think we're getting pretty pretty close to the finish line. So if you're ready, Mark, um, I'll go through these uh, item by item, if that's okay with you. Yeah, go right ahead, Paul. Okay. So this uh, this first one, section 2.2, the, the zoning map, as I said in the memo here, we did meet with the city engineer um, I'm out of the office this week, so it's, it's kind of touch and go as far as, you know, I um, can get a hold of people or not or if I'm available. So I didn't get a chance to talk with him, Mark. The only thing I, uh, I, I think I just wanted to get, um, you know, get something official from him in terms of what the latest date is on the zoning map. So uh, I still haven't been able to, to get in touch with him. Maybe I can send him an email after the meeting tonight. So that's what I am. Um, you know, that's why I may have that first comment in that section. Well, Paul, uh, knowing that uh, we've got an O2 proposal to, to put on the map, I think the next date will be the effective date after we put that on. But that's okay. for the council to decide after Victor and I walk through the changes I made to the use table and the dimensional table. Okay. Um, so the next one is section 33.3. Uh, I know we have we have a definition for large uh, family daycare homes, Mark. Uh, is there something that defines small family daycare, or is, 
Yeah, there is a, the, I, I believe that I'm going to look at the statute. Hang on a second. And I, I believe that the statute says that um, defines family daycare and then defines large family daycare. But let me just be sure of that. Hang on. Yeah, Paul, thank you for bringing it up because we're starting to get calls about these uh, daycares popping up in all over the neighborhoods. And I, yeah. I don't know if you've one from, uh, the one from Whitford Street there. Uh, that just sort of popped up in the in the neighborhood. Yeah, we are too, Mr. President. And I've I've uh, had extensive emails with the woman who's contacted me about that. That is allowed, but I think uh, you know, as Mark's Mark's going to be addressing those a little more specifically with the uh, the um, amendments he's proposing for the zoning ordinance. Yeah, so that is the case. Family daycare home is up to six, uh, and includes participating children who live in the residence. And then there's a second definition for large and that's up to 10, including participating children living in the residence. So small family daycare is really family daycare in the definitions. Okay. Um, all right, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, just you know, make be clear about that, Mark. And I don't know if, um, as you know, they're also subject to appropriate licensing by the state, but yes. uh, I don't think we really have to do you, do you think we have to put a note about that in here, Mark, or do you think that's... Uh, you know, uh, I'll just clean that up, Paul. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll make it six for family daycare and 10 for... I think there's already a definition for large family daycare. Yeah, there is. In, yeah, large family daycare, I think, is, is pretty well defined in the, in the statutes, Mark. Yeah. Okay, so if anybody... Unless anybody has any questions, we can move on to the, to the next one here. Um, 3.4.2, home occupation by... Special permit, and I noticed you had this comment on your latest draft too, Mark. I mean, you uh, refer that for the signage to section 6.2. That kind of is very liberal. You can have some pretty large signs on that. So uh, I, don't, I just wanted to see how the council and you and the council feel about this. Also, uh, if we put a specific, well, let me back up for a second. If we go by 6.2, as you said, Mark, that's pretty big and. If you went by the way it's defined now with the frontage of the building and so on, you could have up to a 50 square foot sign. So I don't think anybody wants, for example, if there was an accountant or attorney that has a home occupation business, I don't think we want a you know, 10 by 5 sign hanging on the wall of a house. So uh, the only thing I could think of or what I came up with off the top of my head, maybe we limit it to a specific size like I have in here, as an example, four square feet. And then, uh, you know, we could just have a specific stipulation in that section that the sign, the size of these signs, <clears throat> excuse me, for home occupations as specified in section 3.4. That was uh, my only comment on the signage on that use. Yeah, I think four square feet is the right answer. I've seen it as low as two in residence districts, but four seems to be a reasonable compromise. Okay. Okay, and, and again, if anyone has any questions, any of the members of the council, just uh, please jump right in. Uh, I wanna, I'm not trying to go through these two like quickly, to Mr. President. Okay. Councilor Marks. Mr. President, just if you could, I think a while back, and I think it was Councilor Vice President Knight that brought it up, but I, I thought we were discussing uh, the use of like a, a small placket, you know, for uh, Hallmark uh, yeah. businesses. Because uh, four by four to me is excessive. Yeah. I mean, that's a rather large sign. Yeah. Uh, two, I think two is more than sufficient for, for a home. Uh, I was wondering business. if the attorney remembers, I think, I think we were discussing having like a small placard 
Um, yeah, that's the usual. Little... You don't. It's a home business, so you don't want to be putting a you know a shopping mall sign out there. Right. Yeah. Do you remember the discussions about a, a home placard type sign? Yeah, I think either two two square feet or four square feet. Either one is fine with me. I I think the two. I think I think yeah. the. Yeah, I, I, I would think, support uh, two. Yeah, if you, I think two is two. I would support three. two. Yeah, yeah, or on the side of caution, go with the two. Yeah. Okay. Two the two. That's two square feet. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Is everybody all set with that? Yes. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah, I think I agree to uh, two to four square feet. Two is good because, as I said, if you if you didn't change that, you'd have some pretty pretty big signs that nobody wants. But that's uh, two is good. Uh, section five point four variance required. I think if I read that correctly, Mark, I think that's just a typo, right? Yeah, it's a typo. I already fixed it, Paul. Okay, so we're all set with that. And on <clears throat> section six point four, uh, performance standards for multifamily. Uh, I just wanted to clear this up a little bit too, Mark, because I, as you know, we have a, a multiple dwelling definition that covers, uh, it's, it's similar to multifamily use, but uh, I, I noticed the wording in this section specifically said multifamily. Uh, do, we, uh, do we have a definition for the multifamily word, Mark? Um, you have two choices. Let me look at the definitions first. I can call it a multiple dwelling Um or multifamily. I don't. I don't have a dog in the race. Well, um, I think it, um, it's under the. Uh, it's under the heading of dwelling unit. Yeah. It's kind of one of the indented things here, and I am defining it as multiple dwellings. So I guess I should be consistent. And then yeah, we remember this was one of the things that had a height limitation in the table of uses. So I, yeah. I made it class A not over three stories in height, and class B not over seventy-five or six stories in height. Yeah. Well, I, I think you're right. I think if we did, you know, multiple dwelling, the definition of that does, uh, you know, serve the purpose for what you had as multifamily in this particular section. So I, I think if you just do that, Mark, and it's consistent, I think we're okay with that. All right. I'll, I'll, so what I'm defining um, as the threshold here for the performance standards is a multiple dwelling with not, with six or more units to answer the question, okay. the specific question. Yeah, because I think that's exactly right. I think it'd be fine if you did it that way. Okay, I'm just making notes that's to cool. myself here. Go ahead. Okay. Um, table of parking and use regulations, table one. Uh, in that, I think we had a little discussion about this last time, Mark, but on the- um, That's in the, the definitions. Hotel, small and large. The definitions too. Is that in the definitions? Or? Yeah. Okay. And there's a, 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 let me just grab it for you. Yeah, I don't remember seeing it. Um... I kind of fixed it after you caught it. Okay. But um, hotel.
Well, in this, in this draft, I don't see it. So let me go back and fix that again. Okay. I remember in the old use table, the uh, difference between large and small was To, so there's a hotel not over 50 and a hotel not over 140 feet in height. So the small would be up to 50 feet and the large would be up to 140 feet. Okay. Okay. You all set with that one, Mark? Yeah. Okay. Um, the table dimensional requirements that note about the section numbers. I, I guess um, just want to touch base on this real quick. I, maybe after the <clears throat> final draft is um, approved, then you are going to update the section numbers. Is that the, the plan for all that, Mark? Yes. Okay. Uh, and one one thing I just want to um, revisit my last general comment here. Um, the um, the lodging house in, in uh, definitions of family lodging house have been amended. So now there's no, no conflict with them. So that's good. So we're going to, so this new, uh, the way you have it now, Mark, on the latest uh, uh, amendment would be, there'd be up to four unrelated uh, could be in one unit. And then um, the formulated and then definition of family, uh, you know, kicks in, uh, allows up to four also. So that's good because they're consistent now, but, if we do have this definition, if you do have four unrelated people, uh, they could bring in two additional lodges. So there could be potentially in some zoning districts up to six unrelated in one unit that would be legal, correct? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just didn't know if the council's okay with that or any council questions. I just thought that's an, that's an important and it's a sensitive issue for all of us in the city. I just want to. Council Marks. Mr. President, and, and I thought we discussed this already, but um, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I thought the current uh, zoning ordinance read no more than three unrelated fall in, in certain districts, correct? Yeah, it, it, that's one of the things we talked about, Council Marx. It, it, it is three. There was a conflict before between definition of family and lodging house. And yeah. uh, Attorney Bobrowski has changed that so they're consistent. But the former use... Uh, I always interpreted that, that on the conservative side, so I capped it at three before, but now it will be four. That's why I just wanted to make sure everyone's clear about that with, with the newest version. Yep. And, I have, and I have a real concern with that. Now, what, what districts are we talking? Well, that would be for every zoning district, but I think the, there are only certain districts that allow one or two uh, lodges to be added to those four. Do you recall offhand what they are? 
let me see if I could pull it up. I don't have my ordinance with me, so I'm trying to do this online. If you could hold on one second. I'll help you out here. I got it right in front of me. Okay. So the lodging districts were No, oh, you don't repeat. You don't repeat. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the old one, and it doesn't repeat the cap. The, the columns don't repeat the district. So it was. I think I think I can get it in a second here, Mark. Uh, Being under accessory uses. Yeah. Okay, I have it here. It's actually. I'm trying to scroll back and forth with the screen to give bear with me. No, I can I can do it. It's um, every district except it's allowed these one or two lodges allowed in every district except C1, C2, industrial office, and LUS. Mixed use zoning. So SF1, SF2, you allow uh, one or two additional lodges. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yes. So so we're talking a, a potential up to six. Right, up to six unrelated in one dwelling unit. That's right. So, so we we more or less doubled the number. If they or, or the three, the cut the current way it exists was three, and it still allowed the one or two lodges, Paul. Yeah, it's three plus they have a, the option for one or two lodges. That's correct. That that's current, and then we're going up. We're going now uh, to um, be in line with both family and lodging, we're going up to a maximum of four with one or two lodges. And that includes SF1, SF2. That's correct. So you, you potentially could be increasing it by one occupant uh, in each of those districts. Right, right. So, so I, I have a real problem with that. Uh, I don't know how my other counselors feel. Uh, you know, to me, I, I'd like to exclude SF1, SF2 districts um, and I, I think what we should do is, uh, you know, hold the two, uh, in my opinion, which is reasonable, no more than three unrelated, and then uh, maybe add the additional lodging onto the other the other districts, um, you know, to create uh, <clears throat> to create a larger um, preference, I guess, if if you wanted that. Uh, but um, I, but I, I, I couldn't support uh, I couldn't support this as it is right now. Well, Council Marks, just a quick comment on that too. If you if the, it's the wishes of the council to do that, uh, to make that restriction in SF1 and SF2, I, I would also recommend that you, you make that same restriction in the general residence district because general residence allows two family dwellings, and again, that's another part of the city where we have a lot of issues of overcrowding. Right, and I and I omitted that. Not uh, mistakenly, I omitted that. I I would want to include that. So so I, I'd like to just throw that out on the floor for my colleagues. But I'd like to uh, you know uh, have SF one, SF two, and general residence be a maximum of uh, three unrelated, and then the other districts be the max of four. And that does not allow lodges, so it would be just a max of three unrelated, um, and then 
the other districts would uh, include max of four and the additional lodges, one or two lodges. Second the amendment, Mr. President. Uh, yeah, uh, Vice President. I, I agree. Okay, uh, Council Falco. Thank you, Mr. President. I I, um, I, I do share some of those I'm same. Just, concerns. I'm sorry, Mr. President. Can, I I apologize for interrupting, but I'm I'm still trying to type down type uh, Councilor Marks's motion. Um. Uh, do you need me to repeat it? Or? Yes, please. So uh, we're looking at creating SF1, SF2, and general residence for a maximum of uh, three unrelated in those districts. And then in all the other districts uh, would apply to what we just spoke about, a maximum of four unrelated, which would include one to two lodges. Okay, hang on. And, I, and I'd like to hear from my colleagues. So I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Uh, Councilor Knight has already weighed in. Uh, Councilor Falco. Thank you, Mr. President. I, I uh, share some of the same concerns, especially when we look at the general residence uh, type districts. If we have multifamily homes and you're going with four plus the two, that could be six people in each unit. Right. I'm correct. It technically, I'm thinking worst case scenario, if everybody has a car, that could be 12 cars for one house, if I'm correct. And that, I know we have congestion now, and um, so that, that, that's definitely a concern, I think, for, in some ways, quality of life concern with regard to traffic, where people park, where people park in the winter, where it's already congested in some of these neighborhoods. Um, so I, I do have some concerns uh, with regard to that. And um, yeah, I definitely want to hear what my other council colleagues uh, have to say with regard to this, because I, I do um, share some of the concerns. I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything, but I know, you know, if I look at, um, you know, South Medford Hillside, where we do have a lot, of, actually the Fellsway, where we have a lot of, um, you know, multifamily homes, this could be, this, 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 this could be a real concern with regard to uh, cars parking, especially parking in the winter. So um, I definitely share some of the same concerns as Councilor Marks, but would definitely like to hear from some of my colleagues to get their opinions as Thank well. You. Thank you. Uh, Alicia Hunt. Mr. Clerk, if you can uh, unmute Alicia, Alicia, please. I thank you, Mr. President. Um, and I want to make sure that we're all understanding this and that the public who may be watching this, some of them are understanding. Um, and I want to make sure we have some examples because I, I totally see that there's a big concern about having five or six, say, single people who are in their 20s who, or 30s or 50s who all have cars in an apartment. Um, but the unrelated, so this would be for people who would declare themselves a family. And I'm wondering if there are any parameters around that, right? Because if you have a group of roommates, they would not necessarily think to say, hey, we're a family, unless somebody tells them, oh, you need to say that if you want to live here together. And I'm wondering if we have some examples, Paul, of situations where you might have three or four, four or five unrelated people living together that is not what we're automatically thinking of, where it's a couple who isn't married or how does that, how do we see that? Like there, there's uncles who live there or cousins, like what is the, I hate to say it this way, but like the, the more 
The reasons we're going to be seeing this, or we do see this in the city, that are not five young people living together in an apartment and everybody has their own car. Right. There is, uh, in, uh, there's all kinds of scenarios you could, you're right, you could come up with in this, some of these situations, Alicia. And Mark, I think, um, I'm trying to remember, I don't know if you've ever had experience with this. There was some definition, um, I don't know if it's the state statutes of family or people being within the second degree of kinship. Does that ring a bell with you, Mark? Well, this is law school uh, coming back to me, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, so there's two cases that control here. One is Beltaire versus Boris. It's a case from Long Island. It involved students renting apartments in Beltaire near the Stony Brook campus of SUNY. And the local ordinance said two was okay, not more than two. The landlord and the students both sued the town and the town won. Uh, in a famous case written by Justice Douglas, he said, the place where yards are wide and people few is a legitimate government exercise of authority. Long Island doesn't sound like the right place, but that's what he said. And then a couple of years after that, like mid 1970s, there was a case called Moore versus City of East Cleveland. And they did try to regulate on the basis of degree of kin. And the court said that that was a violation of association and privacy rights because family is family. So I don't recommend you rec you regulate on the basis of a level of kinship. Okay. These are both U.S. Supreme Supreme Court cases. Also, Morel. Thank you, Mr. President. I'm I'm looking at the lodging house definition, and it does mention. I know we're talking about the numbers, but it mentions um, four or five. It's struck out uh, more persons who are not within the second degree of kinship to the owner or operator. So it does mention degree of kinship there. I don't know if that's what you're telling us to stay away from or. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, so that's that language is in there now. Thank you. All right. Okay, Mark. I'm sorry. So that we should be If I might, could I ask one other question about this? When we talk about people, persons, does that include children? Like what I'm now picturing is what if there's a couple that takes in three foster children? Are those five people unrelated? You know, like how does that work? Yeah, there are generally exceptions made for adoption, um, foster relationships, uh, caretakers, things of that sort. Right. I do see adoption listed in there. Yeah, no, I, I think that this definition of lodging house presents an interesting issue. We're, we're talking about, this is a commercial operation. So I don't know that the Moore versus City of East Cleveland case has bearing on it because that was a dwelling unit, not a lodging house. Council Morrow. Thank you. Yeah, I guess that's my question. And, and I think something that Alicia's hitting on too, where, so we're talking about lodging house versus dwelling unit. So say, you know, there's five bedrooms in an apartment and, you know, five roommates that know each other live there, this wouldn't apply to them. I know what we're trying, you know, I think what a lot of us are trying to get at is developers are coming to the city and, and enlarging and chopping up single family homes and listing them as six separate bedrooms, which is what we're trying to tackle. But I'm curious how we get specific enough to not harm 
families or people who know each other, you know, living in normal living situations while preventing essentially developers from, you know, jumping on our neighborhoods to make a buck and slice up these homes. I, I think that the notion of family itself should not be interfered with, disturbed in the context of a dwelling unit shared by quote, a family. So if I choose to rent an apartment with um, a, another person who is not a family member or two, then that associational relationship is protected to some degree because um, we're living as a, a housekeeping unit. When I start charging money, I think all those those concerns go out the window. You've more or less, you know, not, now it's not a question of associational rights or privacy, it's a transaction. So I think you're more free to regulate there. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, Mr. President. Uh, Council Bates. I think I come down a little bit differently. I, I don't know that the relatedness rules are, I think they're the wrong solution for the problem that we're trying to look at. Um, and I generally wouldn't support them. I think they're kind of hard to enforce and, you know, for better or worse, people can find ways around them. Um, I also think I hear the, the idea, you know, what if there's a worst case scenario where you have six people in a unit and they all have cars. I generally think we should be planning for the most common occurrence versus the worst case scenario. Um, because I think if we worry that there's going to be 12 cars and two units in a building, and we restrict the number of people, you know, say there are actually eight bedrooms in that building, but we end up restricting it to only six people. Then we're talking about, you know, not having enough beds and, and limiting the amount of housing for people who want to live here. And I think that exacerbates the other side of the coin, which is, you know, there are a lot of people who'd like to stay here who are having difficulty affording housing. Um, so, you know, personally, just in terms of the specific scenario here, I would be more comfortable with the four across the board, but I, I could see not having the lodging piece in certain districts. Um, and in general, I think maybe the way to look at this instead of relatedness would be, and it would be difficult and it would have some administrative burden is, you know, what is a safe occupancy limit for a unit? And, you know, if there are five full bedrooms in a unit, then I think that, you know, five makes sense there. If there are two, then two makes sense somewhere else. That is a little bit of a different system for looking at this, but I think it comes at it more from a safety perspective um, than relatedness, which it, I, I get the problem it's trying to solve, but I just don't know if it's the right tool for it. Yeah. All right. So I think uh, uh, we, we have a, does someone want to make a motion on, on, what, on uh, what you want to have for numbers here? Council Marks, I think you had a suggestion. I, I put one on the floor, Mr. President. I'm not opposed to looking at, as Councilor Beers mentioned, the max of floor and then doing away in the three districts that was mentioned. I'm not opposed to that. Uh, you know, I think it's kind of splitting hairs. I, I'm just concerned, Mr. President, we have a lot of old homes in this community, large old homes. Uh, that are nestled in neighborhoods. Yep. And uh, according to, uh, uh, you know, what I'm reading now, it's potentially you can have, you know, a, a woman uh, or anyone living in a home that decides to rent out to five other people. Hmm. Right? Five, uh, five other people. And Council all Marks is right. There's, there's, uh, there's currently two homes being built, right? There's one on Bradley Road and there's another one on Fulton Street. 
they're planning on putting in six bedrooms and they're advertising uh, to lodges. No. I mean, that really changes the fabric of a neighborhood. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe not that one home, but when you yeah. times that by 10 other people on the street, uh, it really changes yeah. the fabric of a neighborhood. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that, that really concerns me. That, well, that really um, concerns me. I, I um, mean, that specific example, we need to find a way to capture that under a lodging house, in my opinion, you know. People on Fulton Street uh, who just moved in next door said, I wouldn't have bought the house if I knew it was going to be a lodging house next door to me. No, right. And they're going after the realtor who uh, sold them the house. Well, I, you know, it's my neighborhood. neighborhood. You know, that's an SF district. So if we had the four and no two lodgers, then you're limiting that to, to four. Yeah. In, that, in that neighborhood, in that house in particular, has minimal parking. Yeah. yeah. Minimal. So if you have six or seven people in there, which you, you could have, worst case scenario, six, six or cars. seven cars. Even if it's not the worst, you could still have three or four, which is... Yeah. In that neighborhood, you can't park on the street. And you know that you know, we both live in the same neighborhood, so we know that. Yeah. But that, to me, that's just, a, it's a concern, you know. Yeah. It's, and so, Mr. President, is there any way we can tie in the off street parking into this? So, if you're going to have this, you have to have a, a spot for each. Um, I don't, Paul, what, is, what do you think? What I was thinking, uh, Council Marks, is you were saying that if we, uh, we would have to amend another section of the ordinance, but we could potentially do that by uh, amending the parking, off street parking requirements to put a specific category in there that if there are uh, any dwelling unit that does have one or two lodges, uh, we could require that that, as a, but that would be a specific category that would require one to two additional parking spaces, however the council would like to, uh, whatever number the council would like to put on that. So that at least alleviates some of the concern. I, parking's a major concern yeah, I, I uh, in many concern. of the neighborhoods, but uh, you know maybe it's something that we we should take a look at. Um, I you know I feel the same calls everyone else is getting regarding these developers, these unscrupulous developers that are coming yeah. in here and just turning some of these old Victorians into you know just lodging houses. That's that's what they're doing. Yeah, they're just turning them to lodging houses. So, no. oh, yeah. Why don't Why don't we just eliminate lodging houses? I'm sorry. Uh, come back with that council tonight. Why don't we just eliminate lodging houses? I I wouldn't have a problem doing that either. Going forward, what? A lot of towns have. What do you think? So a lot of towns have. Yeah. I my question for uh, Paul would be, you know, for this example on Fulton Street with six bedrooms, how is that not, you know, why is that not falling under the current definition of a lodging house and being regulated that, you know, in such a way? Well, uh, the, the building code, we cannot restrict anybody for the, in terms of the number of bedrooms or bathrooms they put in the house. And as a, uh, just as another note on that council be as I did review, uh, the plans for that, and I also called the Department of Public Safety. And as Mark knows and can uh, tell you, there's some uh, strong case law about kitchens and dwelling units, but that, uh, we don't want to go off on a tangent on that. But right now, uh, I, can't, I cannot restrict if anybody came in for a permit and they want to have six, seven, eight bathrooms in the house under the state statutes, I cannot limit that. I uh, can 
under the zoning, I can limit the number of unrelated people that are going to live there. But I know there's been, I've, I've fielded a lot of calls and had a lot of discussions about this particular site too. And my answer to that is there's a lot of speculation I know, but right now he does not have an occupancy permit for that house. So I can't speculate how many people he's going to put in there until that actually happens. So that's kind of where everything's at with that one right now. And like Bradley wrote. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't have a problem eliminating lodging houses altogether if, if that's what the. If I, the I may ask you a question. Council Falco. Thank, thank you, Mr. President. Uh, Mark, so you had mentioned that many towns are eliminating uh, lodging houses from their ordinance. Can you can you talk to that a little bit? You know, you, you've done a lot of work with uh, many communities throughout the Commonwealth. Uh, is is that just is that a trend moving forward? A lot of communities are uh, removing yep. that from the ordinances. Yeah, definitely. I, I think probably the catalyst in my memory would be the horrible fire that occurred in Winchenden 25 years ago. I think, a, I, I can't recall the exact number, but maybe eight or somewhere between eight and 12 people died. And I think municipalities just said enough. So I rarely see it in, um, I rarely see it in towns, that's for sure. I, I would say very few towns provide for lodging or boarding houses this, these days. I'll offer, the motion. I'll offer the motion, Mr. President. You want to uh, you want to make a motion to uh, eliminate lodging houses? Yes, I'll offer the motion. So, Councilor Nate, there's a motion on the floor to uh, eliminate uh, lodging houses. Uh, is that was seconded by Mr. President? Do we know how many lodging houses exist now? I know, Mark, uh, Paul, do you know me? Exactly I think now? we, I think we have a total of two right now. Okay. Two or three. Um, it's either two or three. There's not a lot of them. And those would be allowed to legacy remain with that. Like if we were to make this change, they would remain. They would be grandfathered in, correct? Paul? Yes, that's correct. Cause they were, they were licensed uh, under the current zoning ordinance, so they would be uh, pre-existing non performing yes. Understanding that it's two, we're not gonna, we likely are not ending up in situations yeah, we where we, we have a bunch of roommates no. and it's being qualified as lodging and it's not lodging. Right. It's really, we have two defined as this. Okay. okay, thank you. So there's a motion on the floor by Vice President Mr. Knight President, to eliminate lodging. Just also, just so I understand, cause I know there's rooming houses as well. And there's also state license programs. This would have no impact on any state license program which we could not zone out of the community. Is that, is that correct, Mark and Paul? What kind, of, what kind of state program are you referring to? Um, I, I believe we have one on the Fellsway, a home for unwed mothers, I believe. Uh, a sober house. I think if I, if I can um, answer that, Mark, if you don't mind, I think he's talking about uh, group, group homes, uh, group houses, things of that nature that, that are licensed to the state. Well, that's a that's a major topic. So certainly anything that is a group in nature with an educational mission is protected by the Dover Amendment. And that includes a broad range of facilities, including drug and alcohol recovery, providing that provided that there's an educational component. Um, in, uh, it would include um, uh, services provided to people with special needs. It would include there's a realm of things, unwed mothers, uh, you know, uh, victims of domestic abuse, all of these things have been adjudicated to be protected by the Dover Amendment. Sober homes also have a for-profit side, which would not qualify for Dover protection. And to the extent that that constitutes 
a lodging or boarding house, um, I don't know that that would be protected. Okay, so, so you're not worried about us limiting any state licensed programs that Anything that's done, anything done by the state generally trumps local government uh, and its regulations. Thank you. So, so Council Knight has a motion on the floor to eliminate lodging. Uh, looking for a second on that. A second, Mr. President. Uh, seconded by uh, Councilor Marx. Uh, all those in favor? Yeah. Aye. Councilor Bears? Councilor Bear. Council? Yes. Uh, Mr. Click, uh, the chair seems to be in doubt. Please call the roll. Okay. Councilor Bears. Yes, no. I'm still thinking on it, honestly. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm, you know. Councilor Bears is a no. It's only because okay. I haven't gotten to a yes. Okay, hang on a second. Councilor Falco. Yes. Vice President Knight. Yes. Councilor Marks. Yes. Councilor Morell. Yes. Councilor Scarpelli. Yes. President Caraviello. Yes. Six in the affirmative, uh, one in the negative. Motion passes. Uh, okay. Uh, Moving on. So, so now just getting back to the uh, unrelated. So we're back on the unrelated again. Right. So right now it calls for a, a maximum of four unrelated. Right. Is that where we want to stick to? We don't. We don't want to go back to the three. I, I, I'm with you. I'll go back to the three unrelated. I, I'd, I'd rather keep it smaller than larger. I'd agree with that. Is this in the lodging definition or the family definition? Family definition. Family. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you want to make a motion on that, Council Max? So, I, you know, I'm not opposed to, you know, if we want to do the uh, the SF1, SF2, and general residence for the no more than three unrelated. Mm -hmm. And I'd be, I'd be, you know, uh, if, 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 if we want to look at a max of four in just those three districts, or maybe just those three districts, the three, and then four in the other districts. I, for I, some reason, that, that troubles me a little bit, that you would define family one way in one district and another way in another district. So I, I would urge you to err on the side of caution and go with the number that you can live with, regardless of the district. Throughout the whole city. I would I'd prefer to be uniform as well at four, yeah. but I'm comfortable with the but lodging element being not in the additional two lodges. That, that's what I meant to say, the lodging. So, so why don't you make your motion for the whole city? Well, that's what it is right now. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go with that lower number. With the three unrelated? Yeah. Throughout the whole city. Okay, and then we can do uh, four in the other district, the lodging districts, the lodging uh, yeah. portion of it. All right. I'd be more comfortable with four across the city and then have the plus the additional two lodgers in every district except SF1, SF2, and GR. And I'd even prefer to keep it to SF1 and 2, but that's just my personal. So the only difference I would have is the three. I, I like the three in the SF1, SF2. And well, he, and he's saying we should do four or three everywhere. Yeah, keep it yeah I, I think a family is a family is a family. So 
The current thing is three. Why don't we stick with three? Because it hasn't exactly worked out so well for us under the current guidelines as it is expanding. And I don't think it's going to give us any less headaches. I would support that. What is it currently in the draft number six, Mr. Bobrowski? Um, the definition of family counselor right now is a group of five or more persons who are not related by blood adoption or marriage shall not be deemed to constitute a family. So the max there would be four. Okay. The, the definition has to be read carefully. Um, if you wanted to make a maximum of three, it would say that a group of four or more persons who are not related, blah, blah, blah. That's what I would go with then. Okay, you want to make, that make that motion, Mr. President. Uh, Mr. Quigg, did you get, you get Council, Marks's mo uh, Council Marks's motion? I'm going to ask Council Marks to repeat the exact wording he wants, please. Uh, j just change the, the language from five or more, max of five or more, to four or more, which Mr. would create the three unrelated. Okay. Mr. President, I, I just think under if we do the four or more, the, the three maximum, then we're saying that there's a two-bedroom unit, two couples can't live in that unit. That would be four unrelated people in one unit. Uh, and I think that's a pretty more common than we think living situation in this community. Well, that's currently what we have right now. R right. So well, you want to expand it then you want to expand. It. I'm saying that I think right. A, I think it's difficult to enforce period, Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm saying right now, there's probably many two bedroom units where you have a couple in each, you know, living in each bedroom. And technically that's four unrelated people. Um, and I think that, the zoning should reflect that that's something that we're okay with personally. And that is what you have now, five or more. Five or more is what we have now. In the draft Correct. or in the, in the current, in the, in the, in the, in the draft, draft or in the current zoning? In the current zoning and in the draft, I believe. Let's just keep it the same. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm saying, it's, it's a headache for all of us. So allowing more people isn't going to make it any easier for any of us. Why don't we just keep it as it is? If, it's, if as it is, is four, then I'm fine with leaving it as it is. How, how is that true, Paul? Paul, how is that true when we've always been told no more than three unrelated? Well, that's, I was just going to bring that up, Council Marks. I think there's a, a few things getting lost in the translation here. Uh, what we're hoping to do, uh, what I think would be a good idea to do tonight, is if we make consistent uh, the, the uh, number of, maximum number of unrelated people we can have in any unit, with the definition of how we're defining family. Those numbers really should be the same because currently they're not the same. So I've always uh, interpreted that conservatively, which would cap the number of three. And I think to go back to our earlier point, Council Marks, if we, whether it's three or four, I think in the, in the SF1, SF2, and general residence districts, one of the problems is if it, whether it's three or four, whatever the council decides, in those districts, the real overcrowding is when you allow the one or two largest. So I think this is kind of a two-part thing we have to address right now. One is whether we're going to have the number of unrelated, maximum number of unrelated at three or four per dwelling unit. And number two is we have to go into the table of use regulations under the accessory uses. And maybe uh, instead of one or two lodges being allowed in SF1, SF2 and general residence, we just put an N in that box so it's not allowed in those three districts or the SF1, SF2, whichever districts the council wants to include in that. That makes sense to me. I think it would, yeah. my, my preference would be yeah. 
the four unrelated citywide and then at sf1 sf2 don't allow the lodging and i know that people want the general residence too but that would be my mine would just be the single so family. we want we want to keep it at four and uh and eliminate the lodges and I'm, I'm, not, the, I'm, not a, okay. I'm not opposed no. to that um, I think I think the council is uh, is fine with that, Paul and Mark. Um, so right now the use table says renting of one or two rooms without separate cooking facilities to lodgers to one or two total lodgers, and there's a permission permission is granted in SF one and SF two. Is that something that you want to change to no? Right, but is that Paul? That's that is that what you said? Yes, uh, that would that that's the place to do it. I think, Mark, is that just eliminates the one or two lodges in, in SF one, SF two, and uh, and it would cap, the, it would cap the number of unrelated people in the unit at four, not more than that. Right, and then as the accessory uses of the table, SF one and SF two, one or two lodges would be no, as opposed to the yes that's currently in there. And I think the council has to decide do they want to change that in the general residence district also. Yeah, that's also a yes in the table. Yeah. Uh, Alicia Hunt. Mr. Clay, can you unmute Alicia, please? Yeah. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, Paul, can you clarify for us which of these things people can just do as of right versus what they have to come for, per for a permit and is the permit automatic? When you were talking about lodging house or lodgers, because you know exactly how many lodging houses are in the city. So wouldn't that imply that if there wasn't sufficient parking or bedrooms or space, you wouldn't give a lodging house license or is it an as of right under the current rules? No, this that's a very regulated process, Alicia. A lodging house license requires a special permit from the city council, the other special permit granting authority for any lodging house. So that would be uh, at the discretion of the council, how they want, whether they want to grant that or not, and how many pocket spaces they would like to you know, stipulate for that. So, cause I understood that the council just voted, they didn't want to allow lodging house licenses at all, but if they were to allow them as the, it currently is, people couldn't just come to you and just couldn't automatically say, hey, we're a lodging house. Um, you know, if you go in and there are eight people living in there, they can't just say, oh, we're a lodging house. They actually have to come to the council and show how there's enough parking, enough space in order to get a permit to be a lodging house. Right. What the process would be, they'd apply for a building permit for that through my office. I'd give them a, I would deny it and give them a permit refusal letter. And that permit refusal letter is their ticket to apply to the city council for the special permit. So under the accessory uses where you're talking about lodgers, and I was actually trying to find that in the existing, in the table that we got, the table jaded June 2nd, I don't see. In the accessory uses. Okay, right, on page A11. Uh, hang on a second, I have it right here. It is on, well, boarding, lodging or boarding houses on the first page and the accessory use of putting up lodgers in your house is allowed on page A11. And you can see that it says one or two rooms to one or two total lodgers. 
And that is yes. So that's where it's as of right. Yeah, that's not a lot. It doesn't make it a lodging house if it only has one or two lodgers. You'd have to go over the, 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 the threshold in order to be a lodging house, which Paul remind me, I think is five, right? Right. Well, it's four. That's that's where the rub is in the common zoning. It's right. So this is the part that the council would, based on their previous vote that they just took, would actually like to see changed because they don't want people to just live there and overcrowd a location without somebody going in and saying, right? Like, I, I feel like I heard people say that the concern is parking. There's not enough space or overcrowding the neighborhood. But if this was you know, in West Medford, and it was a large house, and there was parking there for four or five cars, which we, we have these big houses with lots of parking in some parts of the city. It, it seems to me that people wouldn't object to it. But where it's a tight house, you know, Fellsway West, that has n- almost no parking as it is, people object to it. Well, the special permit would be the logical compromise position. Yeah, right. I, I just don't want to force people who are who have the space and are providing housing that is necessary and helpful and more affordable to not be able to do it because we're trying to avoid these situations where that are unpleasant for all the neighbors. No. And I just wanted to be clear which was which. So what they what the council just voted on is the lodging house license by special permit, right? No, we have voted for eliminated, didn't we? Right. So we those were the ones. The lodging house, and that's a vote that I stand by because I don't feel as though lodging houses add to the fabric of a neighborhood. I mean, we're trying right. to create a family environment and family neighborhoods, and bringing in lodging houses and, and borders doesn't add to that. It doesn't right. add to the integrity of a neighborhood or the quality of life in a neighborhood. It takes away from it, detracts, brings transients into the community that are just passing through, you know, rent a room for two nights and leave, that type of stuff. So I, I don't think it's helpful to the mission or the goal that we're trying to create strong neighborhoods and sustain neighborhoods i don't think it has anything to do with that whatsoever i think you know it provides an opportunity to create you know short-term housing options for people but i don't think it does anything to really create a long-term solution to our housing needs in our community and the long-term effects that it has on the quality of life and the integrity of the neighborhood far outweigh the benefits of the short-term housing needs so but short-term like you just described like airbnb situations paul are those lodging houses that's a different Does a lodging house have some limit, like it's five months, six months, zero months, two days? 31 days or more, I believe it is. Yeah, that's it. That falls into uh, what we can use some definitions in the building call, which we're going to discuss a little bit later on tonight if we get to it. Um, Yeah, that's 30 days, really. It's considered transient occupancy. And under. So lodging house is not transient occupancy by by, by this definition you just gave. Right. You're right, Alicia. Yeah. Okay. Right. But by so, the definition of the integrity of a neighborhood, a 30-day occupancy would be transient, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, but those are the ones that need special permit. These accessory uses right now are as of right and are right. by zone. Yep. Would right. they, they be by special permit? They could be. They're allowed in seven districts um, right now by right. And, you know, I think putting them on a special permit probably is very much a disincentive for somebody to take in lodgers. But I suppose once the house is specially permitted, it wouldn't be the lodger who's specially permitted. It would be the possibility of lodging. Right. And what I I want to 
what I feel that we, what I hear about are the, the older couple who wants to rent some rooms to help be able to stay in their house or rent a room or two or to have roommates. Um, but they could just declare themselves a family if it's, you know, if they're taking in one or two boarders. Well, what, what benefit does that provide to the community to allow somebody to remain overhoused and not have those houses hit the market again and be turned over? Well, it's, it's an excellent question because, you know, maybe Mrs. Smith has been a longtime member of the community and if she has to sell her house, she can't afford to stay in Medford and, and now she has to move somewhere else because she can't afford her, the house she raised her family in. Alicia, right. that's not the problem that we're facing. The problem we're facing is the people who aren't even living in the house renting it out to other people. Right. That's the real problem. It's not, not the, the, uh, the senior citizen looking to rent out a room to help herself out. Well, changing this wouldn't change that. Yeah. No, I'm saying changing the accessory. This is only if you are living in the unit. The accessory, you know, you have to be living in the dwelling unit to then be yeah. renting out a room or two. So yeah. I can hear, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to be telling some, there will be unintended consequences. There will be some scenarios where there are, you know, people in large yeah. houses who are renting out a room. And now, you know, now we're sending tough students who may be in that room for nine months to take a whole unit up where they may have just needed a room before. I mean, it goes both ways. And then you're talking about just shifting the burden to a different part of the city and not really solving the underlying so, issue. So, so Mr. President, at some point, I think we just have to come up with what we feel is adequate right now. This is gonna be sent to the community development board. Yep. Community development board is gonna have a public hearing. They're gonna come back with recommendations. So uh, I'm not quite sure this is uh, uh, the place to debate this up and down right now. Uh, I think we have to come up with some framework yeah, I, in I order think, to move the, we've, we've been dealing with this for how long now? Yeah, I, this, I think uh, you know, the commissioner's not, uh, suggestion was fine. Right, I, I, we come up with a suggestion. Let's leave it at that and, and see where it we goes. We have our public hearings, we go through the process and we vet this out. This, yeah. this is what we're trying to do yeah. now. So we can come out with a million scenarios yeah. and spend all night talking about scenarios. What if this, what if that? But I, I can tell you firsthand, Mr. President, that you know, people in West Method are no different than someone where I live in Wellington. You know, they don't wanna see their neighbor, their neighborhood turned into this type of lodging area. And you know, uh, you know, so West Method, even though there may be more parking and bigger homes and so forth, I can guarantee you the resistance there will be just as strong yep. as Wellington or South Method uh, when you're talking about doing this. Yeah. I can guarantee it, Mr. President, because yeah. that's what I hear uh, yeah, this from is over a, and over again. Yeah, this is not summable in Cambridge. Mr. President, yeah. if I could make a motion to amend the accessory use K6 uh, to Zoning Board of Appeals for single family one, single family two, and general residence. I think in that situation, if there is, you know, someone who wants to stay in their home and the only way they can do it is with a lodger, they would have to go through the ZBA that would go through a process. It would address the issues that we're talking about around parking and capacity and congestion. I think it sits us in the middle of right now. We're saying you can do it no matter what. If we switch it to no tomorrow, then there are people who were doing it who aren't doing it anymore. If we do a special permit, then it allows, you know, for some flexibility of people who truly do have the capacity to do this without affecting the neighborhood in a significantly negative way to, to make that special happen. permit of the council. I was saying ZBA, but if you want to do something, another granting authority, I'm open to that. 
I think it should be the council. If we're going to tell the people that they can do it and we're going to have an impact on their neighborhood, then we're going to tell them that the people that are going to be authorizing it to the ZBA and we're not even going to look them in the eye when we're either granting it or denying it. And I think that that's kind of cowardice. I don't think that that's really the that's way the way that we should go. That's fine with me. It's just that every other SPGA and the accessory uses is the Board of Appeals. So it would be... Yeah, it would be Kino and Heavy Repair are CC as well. I didn't see that at the bottom. Yeah, it's hard to see. This would be a huge issue. This would be a huge city issue. Right, we're allowing it by right right now. Right. But so we're talking about restricting it. And that's what I'm hearing from the community. Yeah. Right. And I'm Phone saying calls that I'm fielding. If we don't yeah. flip from yes to no in a day and we at least have some sort of relief for people who are affected, that would be I'd be more comfortable with that. And I'm fine with it being a council permit. I advocated strongly that the council be special permitting special permit granting authority for more than it is now. Sure. The, the motion would be that uh, accessory use number six, renting of one or two rooms without separate cooking facilities to lodgers within a dwelling unit to one or two total lodgers go from yes, which is by right, in single family one, single family two, in general residence, to special permit of the city council in single family one, single family two, in general residence. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what that. It's, uh, it's uh, you're, you're, you could be opening a can that you maybe not be able to close. I think if we go right to no, it'll it's, you know cans even wider open at that point. Yeah. I think you get into a real slippery slope on how we adjudicate these. Yeah. Well, and that's right? why my suggestion yeah. was yeah. Board of Appeals. At least they have, you know, but, more. but even then, you're kind of passing the buck. And, you know, I, I feel more comfortable with a no across the board. And then we can always take a look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, Put we the no across the board. Let, let, let the OCD vet it. Uh, yeah. They want to make that suggestion. Look, I feel more comfortable that, with a no right now. Yeah. And, and have a, if we have a public hearing and they want to change it at that point, then we'll change it at that point. All right, I'm. I yeah. won't vote for it, but I'm fine yeah. with that. You know, we'll see more options. I'm not opposed the other way either, but yeah. I, yeah. I think starting off, I feel more comfortable than yeah. no. Than... No, and I see that. Right. We'll I have think more this is still very. This is still very fluid. I mean, it's yeah, not so like right, OCD. Yeah. This is OCD is going to send it back. No, I hear you. All right, Paul. So, yeah, I think we'll we'll keep it that way, with the no across the board. Well, and then we'll and we'll see what the the OCD board says, and and what the public the public has to say about it. It would be no, no in SF1, SF2, and okay. GR. Right. Okay. I think we have to motion it. Yeah. I think you have to vote to change that. All right. So, Council Marks, want to make that motion? Yeah, I, th I think we did. Do yeah, it. So, so, I think that's the same motion. Yeah. So, Council Marks has a motion on the floor that is seconded by? I think it was Knight. Yeah, Council I have seconded that. Yeah. yeah, second by Council Knight. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Motion passes. All right. Let's move on. Mr. President, this was the motion to create the SF1, SF2, and general resident district for a maximum of three unrelated in those districts. Is that correct? Yeah. No, yeah. it no. was eliminate the lodging. To eliminate the lodging. lodging. Yeah, keep there's a bunch of motions that are out there still. That's why I'm asking. This okay. was K accessory use K6, no 
not allowed in SF1, SF2, GR. Right. And we're going to keep it at the ma the five, which is the maximum of four. Right. Right. Yeah. Which you currently For now. within the order. Right. Right. Okay. Which is no change. There's no me. change. Yes. That's consistent with what we currently have in our existing right. ordinances. Right. And then we'll see after public hearing. Yeah. We'll see. What, we'll see what the public has to say. All right. I need right. to. Okay. You voted on this thing, and I had it. I had it written down differently. So walk me through this again, please, so I can get the vote. So I can get the motion correct. Okay. It's your motion, but I believe the motion was to eliminate or to not allow the accessory use of lodging. lodging. That's K6 in the use table. In not SF, allowed. In SF1, SF2, and general, general residence. General residence, right. And keep the, the maximum of four unrelated. Right. So, Mark, you got that in your end? I do have it, yes. All right, so let's move on. We, we, I think we beat. I think we beaten the sauce to death. <laughs> well, Paul, Paul had a couple of other questions, but I, I think those are pretty easy for me to have. I've dealt with them already. So, but on the question of whether or not there's going to be a full table of contents, we are done up to the point of section seven point seven, but we're waiting for the wireless. So if you go, if we go to wireless, which I sent you, I can give you the table of contents okay. too. We have two uh, things left to plug in, wireless and short term. Okay, do you want to start with the wireless, Mark? You want me to put it on my screen, Mr. Chair, Mr. Yeah. President? Please, if you could. Okay. Are, are we all set for that? Um, what am I looking for here? Oh, hang on a second. Oh, I had it set up. Where did it go? I'm having trouble finding it. Let me let me uh, go to my email and see if I can find it there. Okay, sorry. Can you see that? Uh, not yet, Mark. Okay, sorry. Here we go. Sorry. Okay, this is a hybrid of Lexington and an earlier draft that Medford had put together. I know Paul has some comments to this. 
Um, let's just get through it and then I can fold Paul's comments in uh, separately and go from there. Okay. So I, I kind of liked what this has done. If it's yellow, it's from Lexington. If it's black, if it's black, it's from Medford. And I've kind of tried to combine the two best ideas here. So what this says is that uh, anything that's going to be a wireless telecommunication facility has to be adopted or, or permitted in accordance with this section. Some are as of right. The concealed wireless telecommunications facility may be installed in an existing structure, uh, and that's think church steeple. And by special permit, all other WTFs. Exemptions, ham radio, communication facilities for uh, exempt uses, city uses, etc. So I like this provision of priorities. Wireless telecommunication facilities located according to the following priorities. So this kind of uh, indicates whether you're going to get the special permit or not. Within an existing structure is first preferred, on industrial or commercially zone land is second. Camouflaged within an existing structure, that means not contained, but mounted on, but camouflaged. Camouflaged on an existing structure, um, compatible design, co-located on an existing facility on Medford-owned land, and that's pretty much it. You cannot do anything here other than taller than 100 feet. Uh, Roof-mounted facilities cannot project more than 15 feet above. Side-mounted facilities cannot project more than one time the height of the uh, WTF plus 10 feet. Um, most importantly, lattice towers are prohibited. Screening and landscaping is required. Um, all of this stuff is pretty much federal law, night lighting, uh, no signs for facilities, roof mounted shall not have a surface area too large. There's your lattice prohibition under 791. Advertising signs are not allowed. Fences with razor wire not allowed. Not located on a non-conforming building or structure unless you go through the section six process. Here's another special permit set of standards from Lexington, uh, justification of need. So you have to show that this, this, this is gonna fill a gap, right? And you've got a, w, uh, a wireless uh, peer reviewer basically who will help you go through that process, demonstrating that uh, this facility is needed, especially a new facility because your existing uh, sites don't have potential to provide coverage. And these are just the application procedures special permit criteria. And the last part of this would be the usual removal requirements and uh, performance guarantee in the event that there is uh, a, any doubt about removal potential. So I took the best of the two and I thought that was pretty fair and straightforward. And it also, I like the Lexington stuff. It makes a lot of sense that you would wanna prioritize locations accordingly. And um, that's basically it. So all of these would require a special permit except the ones that are inside the church steeple with nothing showing. Paul had some comments. Paul, do you wanna just uh, highlight your comments? Okay, uh, let's see if I can. Um, I'm trying to, uh, I've, I don't have access to a printer. I'm out of town now, Mark, but uh, 
Can you, uh, I, I can't get out of your screen. I can pull them up if you can get your screen off for a second. I can get into my word. Okay, thanks. So uh, yeah, I don't have a lot here. Uh, under the exempt 773 exemptions, Mark, uh, yeah. home, uh, any type of home television or internet access antennas, would they, do we need to list them as being exempt or would they automatically be exempt? Yeah, they'd be exempt. Okay. And the only other thing I had under the exemption sections, uh, if there's some type of medical facilities, they have any uh, antennas for transmittal of the medical data and clinical information, any need to list them as exempt, do you think? I can do that. That's a good point. Um, I'll, I'll go back and look at the exemptions and see if they're covered. If they're not covered, I'll make it clear. Okay. And next section 77.5 on the height. Uh, hundred feet is that pretty? Is there any industry standard? Yeah, no, that is pretty much what uh, most cities and towns are doing now on okay. a monopole. Yeah, I just wondered where, where, if that was. Yeah, the, the, can, the canopy in Massachusetts is generally understood to be sixty sixty five feet, so that gives you space for three carriers located ten feet apart on. A monopole. Okay, um, section seven nine seven point nine prohibitions. Uh, again, it, this makes reference to a section 5.0 of this ordinance. Um, I, I was wondering that maybe you're still in the process of maybe cleaning up some of these section numbers, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I, I can fix that. Okay. 77.10, 7 justification of need, uh, amend four or add a number five. Uh, I saw this, I think it was, I don't know if it was in Lexington, but I, you also recommended looking at Quincy's, Mark. Yeah, they had a requirement that the applicant has to state that the most current system op optimization for the software available has been employed. Uh, I just is that something that we may want to add to make I that? I can add that. Yeah. Okay. Um, seven section. Next one is section seven seven point one. Again, I think there's another. That's just a typo with the section number. That that's just something that can be easily cleaned yeah. up. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, 77.13 special permit requirement uh, criteria. Uh, type one again, there's another type one. The first line, I think they referenced the wrong section number, but uh, again, you could take a look at that. Uh, and I have three, uh, I, may, I make a recommendation. I have three sections. Uh, if you want, I could read each one under this. Uh, I guess it'd be a subsection. You want me to go through each one, Mark? No, I'm looking at him, Paul. Okay. So these are more than agreeable. It's a maintenance requirement, good and safe condition, insurance requirement, and indemnification requirement. Those all make good sense. Okay. Uh, if you're ready, Mike, we can go on to... Uh... Yeah, there are, there are a lot of definitions. Uh, I, I did not... Um, send you the definitions, but there's a whole section that will be added to section 11, and they okay. include many of the definitions that you pointed out. Uh, okay. I, I believe that they're the better part of 25 definitions. So, Okay, yeah, and I thought these, I'm sure a good part of these are going to probably be included in that, and you can let us know if, uh, let me know if you have any questions on those, Mark, but uh, that's all I had, uh, my, my comments for the telecommunications. Okay. So what I would ask, Mr. President, is that if the council is um, in line with my proposal, and I would make 
I would take Paul's memo, which I just got yesterday, <laughs> and I would make the changes, and then I would plug that in as the draft for wireless. Is everyone everyone in favor with uh, Mark's proposals? Yes. Sounds reasonable to me, Mr. President. Okay, okay Mark. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Victor have his moment in the sun if he's still there. And Victor, Thank do you, you want to you want to walk through the table of uses? Um, and I'll I'll share this again. Mr. Um, Clark, if you Victor. Yep. So this is. Uh, uh, Victor had recommended he'd written a memo on a new O2 district, and I've incorporated <coughs> as best I can the changes into the use table. You'll see the O2 column here, um, and there's also a similar line reference in the dimensional table. Um, and I'm going to speed by residential and get to the good stuff here because it's nothing to do with agriculture. So we, we sort of start in here with O2. Uh, Victor had taken the trouble of going through the old use table and sort of making a recommendation. The real purpose of this is at the end when we get into the uh, R&D stuff and office stuff. But I'll just go slowly through here. Victor, feel free to pick up the commentary. Mark, I actually had a question on the O2 under community uses, section B. Okay. Uh, number two, the community center or adult recreation center. I see that as blank. Yeah. Um, don't know don't what know to do there. Got a suggestion? I actually would be comfortable with special permit by the council. Okay. Um, I could see in a big life sciences building that one of the benefits might be some sort of community center. Um, so that would just be my, my suggestion. I don't know what other people think. I'll take that as approval. <laughs> um, let's work, let's work our way down here a little bit. So commercial uses, these would be the commercial uses, city council, special permit. I took the liberty of guessing you'd want a tap room. That's why it's green. Um, offices would be allowed of all types by special permit or as of right. Uh, in the retail department, the only thing Victor had to work with was retail. So we just added convenience and neighborhood. I figured what's good for that is good for that. So I added that as my guess. Eating places are allowed by special perimeter as of right. Uh, most of these motor vehicle uses are not allowed with the exception of a combo light service station which is a special permit. I actually, on that one, uh, had flagged as preferring that to not just not be allowed at all, just given okay. the size of the district. It's the uh, motor vehicle um, light service station. It just didn't seem to align with the, the kind of buildings and uses of the lots that we're looking for in that district. Okay. I'd agree with you there. Um, 
miscellaneous commercial uses, parking areas, not accessory to principal, accessory to principal, yes. 500 feet shared uh, or parking accessory to principal use 500 feet away. Radio television tower, solar energy system. Mark. Yeah. Good question. Uh, how would you define light service station? Is that like gas? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's your newfangled gas station that could have both convenience and or food service. In the business, I think they call it a combo. Yeah, okay. Can you speak a little bit about moving of landmark? Um, well, this is something that you've got that's prohibited. Moving of land is some ancient reference in your existing use table. It's not like um, a landscaping company that has 25 foot no. high piles of mulch and then moving them around a commercial lot or anything, right? Let me see what it, there, there is a specific section in here. Oh, it, if I could answer that, Mark, if it helps you, uh, Council Knight, that's if you're excavating uh, more than 30 cubic yards or if you're bringing in more than 30 cubic yards of fill. It, it's really geared to change in the, the slope and topography of the land, but it's, it's uh, okay, okay. 30 cubic yards. Yeah, I was thinking more like um, the Sylvia Road situation. Remember we had a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah. What is, yeah that's what I was exactly thinking. Yeah, it was more like a layover yard type of thing. Yeah, that's correct. And you so can do up to 30 cubic yards by right on that, the way it's currently written. So here's where the rubber meets the road. This is the reason we're doing it, I think. So you can see these uses are all as of right. And then warehouse, mini, mini storage warehouse, those would be allowed by special permit. I, I do have a question for Victor on that one. Um, personally, I would rather not have the self storage. And I was just wondering if the number 10, that kind of warehouse is necessary for some sort of supplies or something. Like, is that, is that something that life science uh, companies are looking for? No, I, uh, good evening, counselors. Um, no, I'd agree with you, uh, Councillor Bears. Uh, I think maybe some of this is translation from the, the old use table to the new. I, I would agree that that's, that's not a use that I had in mind for the district when I was creating the list. Yeah, well, I, I would be, uh, that we don't allow that. Is there something that you would want to add, Victor, here? No, I mean, in general, what I was trying to achieve was uh, something very similar to the office district, but with first floor activation. So adding retail, commercial uses, restaurants. So as you'll see, most of these uses align with, with the O district, uh, but for those active first floor uses. Yeah, I would, I would say a no for number 10 as well for the warehouse wholesaling unless Victor you disagree well I agree okay so the main differences would be up in here or at least from MUZ and not not necessarily from 
All right, let me quickly go to the dimensional um, table if I can find it quickly here. Um, okay, so this is the new. Yep, Mark, this mirrors um, what I had sent over to the T except for the front yard setback, I had suggested zero minimum 15 foot maximum to allow yeah. for a range. Um, so I would certainly yard, like some thoughts so on that. Front, front yard setback would be, oh, I see, okay. So that would be zero to what? I was thinking 15. Okay. Maximum. Yep. And here's the here's the uh, category up on top here. So no. Uh, Fifty thousand square feet of uh, lot area, hundred feet of frontage. Not applicable width, not applicable depth. Ten percent landscaped, usable. I don't think is that that's probably not applicable, isn't it? Um, zero to 15 foot front yard, 30 feet side, 15 feet rear, oops. 70% lot coverage, 75 feet height, six stories. Now, if there's special rules that need to be mentioned, for example, first floor uses, then I don't have that, Victor. So you're going to have to give me something to plug into the special district regulations. But right now, this is just, this is the essence of the O2 is the use table and the dimensional table. Mark, do you mean in terms of uh, additional regulations on first floor uses or whatever you think is appropriate. Yeah. I mean, if okay. you wanted to have some percentage of the first floor be non-residential um, or, or residential, you know, this, whatever you whatever you think it's, whatever you envision to happen in the district. And I also would point out that if we're going to do this with the rest of it, we are going to need a map change. So. That's correct. Yeah. I wasn't thinking of any additional requirements uh, beyond um, the dimensional and, and use requirements. Uh, okay. So that's easy. So look at those again, um, verify that's what you want. I did my best where there were gaps between the new use table and the old use table. I had to be, use my imagination a little bit, just make sure I wasn't off base. All right, the other thing we have to talk about is short-term rental. I'm due in Charlton in 12 minutes. Um, Paul has been kind enough to take a run at the short-term rental. And he did that largely by critiquing a, uh, a, a Councillor Bears was kind enough to submit a draft. And there's a another document that was um, I think it's from Somerville. Right. 
No, that's the wrong memo. So I think the best we're going to do tonight on this one is um, everybody takes a look at it. I'm going to what I'm going to do. What I'm proposing to do here's here's the short-term rental draft. What I'm proposing to do with this is to there's Paul. There's Paul's short-term rental memo. So uh, Paul's, Paul's taken what he thinks are the greatest hits out of these two. This is the one other missing piece. Um, he's got two, op two items need to be addressed prior to finalizing room occupancy tax and parking requirements. Um, which did you um, choose as your base model, Paul? Well, I think as, as I put in the memo, Mark, uh, is uh, the document that uh, Council Bears put together in the Somerville Zoning Ordinance, uh, yeah. they have on in the books right now. I think they had a lot of similar, very good points, and then, and then a lot of them are similar in both documents. So I, I thought the format of the Somerville Ordinance was a good one to use. And it also, the way it's set up, it lets us to kind of plug and play different things that we like from both of them. So I use the sum of ordinance as a format. And I also incorporated a lot of the, uh, some additional items that Council Bears had in his document into the sum of ordinance. And that's basically the way I, I went through this one. Okay, so Mr. President, what I would suggest in the absence of uh, any time to really pound our way through this is that I'll take Paul's uh, proposed amendments here to the Somerville ordinance, which I, I, he indicates include some things from Councillor Baird. And uh, together, Paul and I will put together this and we'll put it in its, it in its place, which is in section eight. And at that point in time, we can get the table of contents generated and I can send it over to my office manager to do her usual scrub. So it'll come back everything formatted correctly. It'll be draft eight, I believe. And uh, it can be circulated through the summer and go from there. Mr. Mark, Mr. President, if I, can I just jump in on the short-term rental quickly? Yeah. Uh, quickly, because uh, Mark has to I know, I know he's got to run. Um, just I, I reviewed the Somerville one and, and my version that I'd sent over. And just as you're putting it together, there were a couple things that I think um, that I had included that I think would be helpful. One would be the, the short-term rental registry, which would also come with the accompanying registration fee. Yeah. Uh, the complaints process. I see the, the room occupancy excise tax, which I think is important. And then I think the, the big policy decision we're gonna have to make here, the Somerville um, version would allow uh, a property owner, if they were on vacation or away, to rent out their whole unit for a certain amount of time or for them to rent out a room in their unit while they're still living there. It wouldn't allow, for example, um, the renting of a property that, they do, that the owner doesn't live in and it wouldn't allow them to rent a unit adjacent to the, to the uh, one that they live in. So I had included those in mind. The non-owner occupied and the adjacent would have much more strict regulations than the, than the two that are allowed in Somerville. But um, I just wanted to flag those things as, uh, as some points that I took out from the- All right, so I, I had registry, the complaint process and the non-owner occupied rules. 
yes, yep, that's just making yeah. a note on Paul's memo here. So when we do go through that, we'll take a look at those provisions. And and I'm I'm the ones that I'm really more married to are the registry because people really want to know where these things are in the community and the yeah. complaints process because there are people who have a lot of complaints. The I can take it or leave it, but I have gotten some people very worried that they're using this to rent out, you know, an adjacent unit and they're worried they won't be able to do that anymore. Okay. All right. So, so Mark, yep. So you think this will be the final draft for, for the next yes. meeting? Yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to get it out to you and then we're going to do with it what you need to do with it, which probably yeah, means yeah, go to a workshop at some point you when you think we can get appropriate attendance. You get the process moving. Yeah, I think we're ready for the workshop and I think whatever you decide, Mr. President, if you want to do it over the summer, that's fine. Maybe we get a dry run with not so many people, but you know, usually yeah. people people want to do this after Labor Day too. As soon as you get it back to, back to us, uh, We'll, 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 we'll get it done quick and uh, this way so we can vote it out and uh, report it out for our next meeting on, I think it's in uh, August 17th. Yeah, it, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll have one more meeting, make sure all, every, everything is done and we'll re, we can report it out uh, at our next meeting in uh, August. Okay, if you want me to attend your August 17th meeting or do a 5.30 that night, just let me know. Uh, I probably probably do it before the meeting. Maybe I will pick a night before the meeting, Mark. Okay, I'll I'll communicate with Adam about that. You, you had mentioned something about a workshop. Well, it's up to you. I usually want to go to a workshop now because I want to hear from the general public about what they think one way or the other, and it's always very entertaining. So, so yeah. if it, it's yeah. okay, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think yeah. so. So, so if I'm correct, Mark, we we would have. We would come up with our final version, then have the workshop, then go to CD board. Yep. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sounds good. Just make sure we have the order. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Mark, if you, as soon as you can get that to me, that'd be great. You bet. We'll do. Enjoy the rainy summer. Have yeah, fun, shopping. <laughs> it's, it's all Zoom. All right. <laughs> all right. Thanks again. Thanks, man. Thank you. Welcome to adjourn. Uh,